But you know what? When it comes to the Pentecost, we are praying the Lord to send a second wind. There was a first wind. You know that? There was a first wind that came in Acts chapter 2. And that wind, man, it just erupted in the community. And people were giving their lives to Jesus. They were getting baptized. They were answering the call of God on their life. They were giving everything they had to advance the gospel. So you know what I'm praying here on this Pentecost Sunday for this year in 2023? I'm praying that God will bring a second wind, a second wind to your life, a second wind to your finances, a second wind to your marriage problems. A second, are you praying for a second wind in marriage problems? Are you praying for a second wind in maybe problems in your family? Are you praying for a second wind in um, maybe at work or in your jobs? What are you praying for a second wind for? Because I believe that God is going to give you a second wind tonight because he's going to give us the secret to life. Tonight, we're talking about the secret of life. The secret of life is having an intimate relationship with Jesus. And that's what brings in a second win, where we can find a passion to go after Jesus with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. So tonight, we're going to be going after Jesus. We're talking about the secret of life, and we're praying for a second win in the area of life that you need it. Where do you need a second wind. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name to blow a second wind into our lungs, to blow a second wind into our spirit, God, because in this moment, the world needs you more than it's ever needed you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for all that you've done, and we ask that you would blow fresh upon us tonight. Woo, man, I can feel the Holy Spirit up in here. It's going to be a good, good night. So welcome to episode six. We are talking about the secret to life. The secret to life. It's going to be an awesome night tonight. What is the secret to life? Wouldn't you like to know like what the secret to life is tonight? You know, a lot of times when we figure out secrets, they're a lot simpler than we thought they were going to be. I just want you to know that Christianity is very simple but we make it very complicated. We make it very complicated. It's hard to live out Christianity in this fallen world, but the mission and the message are simple. It's just simple. And so there's simple things. And when you add these blocks on top of one another, the life of Jesus living for God, it really becomes simple and it really becomes something that is fun to do and you have passion to do it. And so I want to start out this tonight by talking about my absolute favorite chapter in the Bible. What's your favorite chapter in the Bible? What is it? Somebody comment out there. What's your favorite chapter in the Bible? What's your favorite verse in the Bible? Mine is John chapter 15. So John chapter 15 is where we're going to be talking about tonight. And um, I want to just kind of give you this picture. A picture of this. Jesus knows that he's about to die on the cross. He's spending one more night with his boys. He's spending one more night with his disciples. They've just through, they just got through having the Lord's Supper. And then Jesus, leave, they leave the upper room, and Jesus takes them somewhere, but he begins to teach them something that is going to be the key to spreading the gospel all over the world. Imagine this scene. Jesus has just left the upper room, the disciples are following him all the way from the upper room down through the Kidron Valley and then up into a great vineyard. 
man, can you imagine this scene? Like this scene really happened. Jesus is standing in a grape vineyard with 12 men. He's standing there, well, maybe 11 because Judas wasn't there at this moment. So he's standing there with 11 men. And Jesus knows that he had come, he has came from heaven and he has come down to earth and he knows he's about to be crucified. And when he's crucified, that is the message. The message of Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting from the grave is the message that's going to give us all freedom and give us eternity with him forever. He knows that what's about to happen has got to be put into some people's hands that he can trust to get this message out to the world. So he's staring at 11 men. There is no plan B. These men are the men that are going to deliver the message of Jesus, deliver the message of hope to the entire world. And Jesus is sitting there going, man, I've got to make sure they understand what the secret to life is. Because if they don't understand what the secret to life is, then how are they going to be able to deliver this message? So he's sitting there and he takes them to a grape vineyard. Now picture this, however you want to picture it. Picture yourself at night, probably at night. So they probably had candles, they had torches or whatever it was to be able to see out in this great vineyard. Man, what a beautiful picture. And can you imagine standing there with Jesus and just, just 11 of you? Man, did, I would just eat that up. And you know the disciples were because this is the last time that they ever met all together and so Jesus knows what he's about to say is very important. And the disciples know that what he's saying in this moment is very important. And so they're hanging on every word of their master, of their creator. This is like a last board meeting or a last meeting that you would ever have with, with, with people. Or like a church, this is the last staff meeting they would ever have at a church. And then it was up to the people to carry it on. This is what's going on in this moment. Jesus looks at a great Vine. Now there's a vine and then there's branches. The vine is the big thick thing where the branches grow off of. And then, of course, the branches are the ones that bear the fruit. They bear the grapes. But Jesus looks at his disciples and he gives this whole message in John chapter 15. You got to go read it. He says he looks at them and he points at the vine and he says he tells the disciples, he says, I am the vine. I am the true vine. And he says, my father in heaven is the farmer, is the vine dresser. He's the one that takes care of the vine, takes care of the branches. But Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. You, can you imagine him grabbing a branch and he's saying, look at this branch, this branch. He follows it down to the, and he says he shows where the branch is connected to the vine. So he takes his fingers. And he's like, Taking it, he's showing them the grapes, and these grapes aren't aren't they luscious? Aren't they beautiful? But then the the grapes are connected to the branch, but then the branch is connected down to the vine. And so Jesus looks at him and he says, "Hey, if this branch is severed, if it's cut off from the vine, it is impossible for this branch to continue to bear fruit." Jesus looks at him and he says, "But if this branch," stays connected to the vine, then it will bear much fruit. But he says, but apart from this vine, it can do nothing. So Jesus is giving them this parable and he's talking to them. And man, it's just thick. And it really is the, the, the secret to life because Jesus was letting them know, 
hey, y'all, I'm about to go to heaven. I'm about to be crucified. I'm about to resurrect. And I'm about to go to heaven to be seated at the right hand of my father. But you must stay connected to me. You must stay connected to me because if you don't, you're not going to be able to bear fruit. You're not going to be able to get this message of mine out to the world. You're not going to be able to answer the call that's on your life. You're not going to be able to find fulfillment in purpose unless you're connected to me. And so, in this moment right here in John chapter 15, I'm going to read from the message version tonight. John 15, it says this right here. It says, I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes and every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes back so that it will bear even more fruit. So I want you to see this tonight is that some of us in here, we're trying to bear fruit in our lives, but we don't understand why sometimes in our life things go backwards. We feel like we're getting narrowed down. Things are, hey, Nate, I see you there, man, coming from Vermont. Wow, man, just people coming in from everywhere. Just love those guys up in Vermont, and just what a great family they have up there. Thank you guys for tuning in. People just tuning in from everywhere. But back to this right here, pruning is something that happens to every branch, if you're going to bear fruit in your life, God has to come in and he has to prune things out of your life that are keeping you from being fruitful. So there may be things in your life that need to be that, uh, need to be pruned out. It could be relationships that need to be pruned out. It could be a, a, a job. It could be... Um, Let's see, for my wife or for people out there like that, it could be TJ Maxx or Home Goods. <laughs> I know that those things need to be pruned out of Haley's life. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, you would take these things out of her life so she can grow with Jesus. I'm just kidding. I love it. Um, but these are things that need to be pruned out of your life so that you can be more fruitful. So there were times in my life, is golf a bad thing? Absolutely not. I play golf all the time. I love it. But there was a season in my life where golf had become like an idol. I was playing too much. I was spending too much money, too much time away from home. And God began to put on my heart. He began to prune golf out of my life for a season so that I could begin to be more fruitful in my life. So there are good things that God can prune out of your life. There are bad things he can prune out of your life, like addictions. There are even relationships that are hindering you from growing. God can prune these things out of your life so you can be more fruitful. Be praying through. Is God in the, are you in a pruning season where God is pruning something out of your life so that you can grow stronger in the Lord? So, you know what, if you feel like you're in a wilderness season or you feel like things are getting very thin in your life, it may be because God's pruning things out because he is about to produce so much fruit through you. So that's the first three verses in John chapter 15. But come to John chapter 15, verse 4. It says, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. So Jesus is telling his disciples this parable, and then he begins to tell them, hey, if you aren't connected to me, then you're not going to be able to bear any fruit. You're not going to be able to bear fruit in your life. You're not going to be able to bear fruit um, in in." In, in what you called, what God's called you to do. And so he, Jesus is trying to let them know the secret to life is staying connected to Jesus. 
being joined to Jesus. Maybe be, what does that mean? Being joined to Jesus is simply just, you know, tonight, really my heart in this whole podcast is to help the bride of Christ become intimate with Jesus again and begin to go after him instead of the things of this world. And being joined to Jesus, what Jesus is saying is, You've got to spend time with Jesus. You've, if that's in praying, if that's reading the Bible, if that's reading a book, if it's walking and talking with Jesus, however it is that you spend time with Jesus, you've got to do it. Because if you're not connected to Jesus, joined up with him at the hip in intimacy, then the sap that flows through the vine into the branch is it going to be flowing? Therefore, you're not going to be producing any type of fruit in your life. The whole goal is for you to bear fruit, not to just be a branch. Can you imagine if Jesus would have went there that night and said, okay, guys, here's the vine. These are the branches. The goal of your life is just simply to be a branch. No, that would have been so boring. The goal of life, he was saying, is if you're connected to me, then your branch is going to begin to bear fruit. You're going to begin to bear fruit. That could be children. That could be um, with God bearing fruit of you know of reaching people for God. It could be your job, man. Maybe you guys just been you've been bearing fruit, and all of a sudden your business just takes off. Like you, there's so many types of fruit that can be bared on your branch. But if you're not connected to Jesus, the right fruit that you're supposed to carry is not going to be produced. But imagine what Jesus is saying. He's saying, hey, if this branch is severed, cut off from the vine. It can't produce any fruit. Why? It's because all of the sap and the nutrients that are flowing through the vine into the branch is what um, makes it uh, able to bear fruit. It feeds it everything that it needs to have in order for it to be able to bear fruit. So in our lives, Jesus is saying, hey, y'all, your goal is not just to be a Christian. Okay, your goal is not just to be a Christian. Your goal is also to bear fruit, fruit that will last, fruit that be, uh, is attractive to the rest of the world. So we're pointing people to Jesus. Remember, Christianity is simple. Christianity is simple. We, we, we make it very complicated. And we, the, 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 whole, the whole message of the gospel, the whole message of Christianity is simple. Jesus died on the cross he was buried and he resurrected from the dead. And now we get to have an intimate relationship with him so that we can carry the message of what Jesus did for us to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family, to our co-workers and to the rest of the world, wherever we go. And that's what we are created to do. And that's what fruit is in, in the rest of the verse here in John chapter 15. Verse 5 and 8. I love verse 5 here. Verse 5 says this right here. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do what? Apart from me, you can do nothing. It doesn't say apart from me, you can do some things. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I can simply look into this camera and say with 100% confidence that the secret to life is being connected intimately to Jesus. Because he's saying, he's God. He's the son of God. He's telling us that if we're not connected to him, that we can do 
Nothing, nothing that we were created to do, nothing that brings positive fruit, nothing that we were meant to do and we had destiny to do and all of these things that we're called to do that God set out the good works in advance for us to do. We can't do any of these things unless we are connected to Jesus. So in uh, John 15 through 8 in the message version, I want to read it because I love how it's worded here in the message version. Listen to this. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. I love how the message version words that because looking up there, it says when you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic. We can't just say, hey, Jesus, I'm. You know, I, I, I invite you into my life. I put my trust in you. Please wash me clean. Please forgive me. And you know what? Now I'm just going to go live my life how I want to. No. See, the, the cross of Jesus is not a dead end. It's a stop sign. We stop at the cross and we receive the forgiveness and we let the blood of Jesus wash over us. But then we, Jesus tells us to go, to go into all the world and produce fruit and, and tell people about Jesus. But I love how it says that when our relationship with him is intimate and organic, it says the harvest is sure to be abundant. This is exciting news that if we are intimate with Jesus, then our harvest is sure to be abundant. And I love how it's worded there because, man, it just gives you so much passion and fire to know, you know what? If I begin to spend time with God, the Bible says it, my, my uh, fruit is my harvest is sure to be abundant. Things are sure to happen. And, and I'm telling you, here's why. The key to everything is an intimate relationship with Jesus. This is why that we are attacked in this area so much. This is why we're distracted from having spent spend time with Jesus. This is why our flesh wants to do anything but spend time with Jesus is because the devil knows that, this, that if he can distract you from spending time with Jesus, then he distracts you from getting the sap and the nutrients and the power that you need in your life to begin to relay the message of the gospel pure and free to people all around you. And so why is the hardest thing in the world to sit down and you got your Bible and to do this? to open it up, to open it up and begin to read it. Can we just be honest with one another? Why is it that sitting down and opening your Bible and beginning to read it is the hardest thing in the world to do? I'm going to tell you why. It's because the devil knows that if you begin to read your Bible and you begin to pray and you begin to, to you know, worship God and maybe go on a walk and talk with Him, if you begin to spend intimate time with Jesus... This is where you're going to get the power that overcomes the enemy. You're going to get wisdom and joy and peace and love and all these things that attract people to, to you so that you can give out the message of God. And so the devil knows the key to you accomplishing what God called you to do is dependent upon you having an intimate relationship with Jesus. And that's why he attacks you. He distracts you from having a consistent relationship with Jesus. So y'all... I'm telling y'all, 
Jesus is getting ready to come back. And we, as the bride of Christ, have got to buckle down, not out of obligation. Jesus is someone that we love deeply inside of us. But we've got to get to the point where we put away the distractions of this world and we begin to go after him in a new way, in a fresh way, not because we're obligated to or because we have to or we feel like we're falling behind. No, it's simply because our relationship with Jesus is the secret to life. Jesus died on the cross and right before he died, he was telling us, hey, I'm telling you the secret to life. If you want to experience joy, if you want to experience peace and love, if you want to experience these things, you're going to have to spend time with me, connected with me in intimacy. God could care less if you read 32 chapters this morning. If you didn't spend any intimate time with him, it's not checking something off a list. It's spending time with the person. It's not about how much you read in the Bible. It's about how much time you spend with the author of the Bible. It's about how we can get to know him and grow in him and know more about him. And y'all, I'm really passionate about spending time with Jesus. And if you haven't seen the last two days, I've been, um, I go downstairs and I spend time with Jesus every morning. And I, I've been going live on Instagram and on Facebook every morning uh, after I spend time with Jesus and just relaying to people what God has been putting on my heart for that morning. And I've been loving that. And so I'm going to try to keep doing that. I can't promise you I'll do it every morning because there are some mornings that I don't get to spend time with God because life is life, you know, and I'm not perfect. And it's not about obligation. It's about the mornings that I wake up and I just want to. I want to go down there and spend time with Jesus. And I want to be able to share that with the world. And my prayer is that God will use it to inspire others to have an intimate relationship with him. So here's some more key facts. If we live in Jesus, then we can ask for anything in relation to him and it will be listened to and acted upon. That's what these verses say. This guess what? It's fruit bearers. It says the harvest is pure and abundant. We can pray for whatever we, we if we're, if we are spending time with God and we're hearing what is important to him, we're praying for wisdom, we're praying for direction, we're praying the will of the Father, then the things we're praying for are going to be what's on God's heart and they're going to be answered. So this means that all the people that you want to see to Jesus, that you want to see come home to Jesus, they'll come home to Jesus because as you begin to spend time with Jesus, you begin to pray the things that are on his heart. All the people that you want to see restored, all the marriages you want to see restored, all the things that you want to see happen will begin to happen because you are having an intimate relationship with Jesus. He hears your prayers and he begins to answer these prayers. Also, all of my family and all of your family, all of my friends and all of your friends, all of my co-workers, all of your co-workers, all the people that we ask for, the harvest is sure to be abundant when we are connected intimately to Jesus. So if if you've been praying for a family member, if you've been praying for a friend, or you've been praying for someone that you love or someone out there in your life to come home to Jesus, maybe for the first time, or come back to God and reconnect their vow to Jesus, or whatever you're praying for, I can promise you this. If you begin to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, the Bible says that it's sure to happen, that you will have a harvest that is abundant, and it is sure to happen, and your prayers will be answered. Jesus wants them to come home more than you do. He's just waiting on people to pray. He's wanting, waiting on people to go out there and share the good news. 
and to talk to people about it. And so, you know what? When we spend time with Jesus, we begin to pray what's on his heart. And that's why our prayers begin to be answered, because it's exactly what God is wanting. Another key in this is this is how the father shows who he is by producing fruit through us. This is how the Father is glorified. The Bible says there in in, in verse 8 that this is how my Father is glorified. That fruit is bared through the disciples, through His disciples, through the people, through His children. When we bear fruit, the Father gets glorified. So here's the thing. When you begin to pray, He will spend time with you. He makes His home in you. He prunes you. He cleans you. He listens to your request. He acts upon your request so that you can bear fruit. If God gets glorified, through you bearing fruit, then why wouldn't he answer all your requests that are going to help you bear fruit? He will. That's what you're here to do. You're here to bear fruit for God. You're here to be an example for God and to be a witness for Jesus. And I'm telling you, when you begin to pray the things that are on God's heart, he meets those prayers, he answers them, and those things begin to happen. And you're going to begin to see the connection of your intimate relationship with Jesus and your prayers are being heard by the Father and they're going to the throne room and they're being answered because of your intimate relationship with Jesus. Come on, somebody, man. This is exciting stuff. The whole key to life is your intimate relationship with Jesus. And if you've just been living off of just nuggets here and there in your walk with God, just look at me for a moment. It's time. You've been saying you wanted to to have a deeper relationship with Jesus for a long time This is the moment, y'all. This is the moment where it's time to put away the things of this world. Put away the fleshly things. Put away the things that are distracting you from being intimate with God. And go in there and go after God as much as you can. Because this is where you're going to find everything you're looking for. I love another key. It says this is um, that the order of John 15 is simply this. Jesus says, you can't remain in his love if you haven't remained in him. If you're trying to love people without remaining in Jesus first, you're going to be very frustrated and feel like there is something wrong with you. Have you ever felt like there's something wrong with you because you're trying to love people, but you can't? Let me give you a secret here is that we are in, we as humans, we're sinners And when we aren't spending time with the Lord, the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of God takes over our lives. And He's the one that produces love and produces peace, produces joy and kindness and goodness and self-control. All of the fruits of the Spirit, He begins to produce those in us. When we're spending time with Jesus, then we can love people around us. So the order of John 15, one of the secrets to life is simply this, is remain, pray, and love. First of all, we remain in Jesus. When we remain in Jesus, we find out what's important and on His heart. We begin to pray those things. And then we pray those things and we spend consistent time with Jesus. Then love, joy, peace, the fruits of the Spirit begin to come up inside of us and they're visible to other people. And therefore, the fruit that you're bearing begins to help you love the people around you. So if you're having trouble loving people around you, Just spend more time in the presence of God. I went somewhere last night. Haley went with with a friend somewhere last night. You know, I was sitting at home and I could have watched some more of the ball game. But I said, you know what? I really want to be in the presence of God. So I went to a place where I know I could get in the presence of God. 
And I just simply went in there to spend time with Jesus. I wanted to be just enamored in his presence. And I got, it was so thick in there with the presence of God. I just simply laid down on the floor and I just began to let the Holy Spirit and the presence of God just surround me because I need that. I need the presence of God more than I need anything in this life. And so do you. It is the most important nutrient in your life. If you were deficient on some nutrients in your life, like vitamins and things in your, the proteins and things out there, if you were deficient in these areas, your body would begin to just disintegrate. You begin to get low on energy. I'm telling you right now, the number one nutrient in your spiritual life that you must receive is the presence of the Lord. It is an intimate moment with Jesus. If you're not spending any time with God and getting in his presence, the nutrients that you need in your spiritual life, they are, they're missing. But the moment that you get in there and go after God, it's like you just want to eat it up and it begins to just fill you up and you begin to feel what you want to feel. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to feel the fruits of the spirit that you're wanting to feel unless you're spending time in the spirit. One of the things that I love is about in Galatians chapter five, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter five Verse 22 and 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Listen to it. At the beginning it says, But the Holy Spirit produces. This is not something that you can produce on your own. This is something that the Holy Spirit produces through you as you're spending time in the presence of God. If you're walking and talking with God, if you're reading, if you're worshiping, if you're praying, it doesn't matter how you're spending time with God. But when you're spending time with him, you begin to bear fruit on the inside. And I'm telling you what, that is the thing that we are going after more than anything. As fruit bearers, we need the presence of God. We need Him so, so much. And so um, that's what I want to end with talking about is that there's two different types of fruit. So, you know, a lot of times when we're looking at fruit, when God says, hey, I want you to bear fruit in your life, bear fruit, what does that mean? Well, bearing fruit it simply can be reaching people. And that's what a lot of us think of. We think of reaching fruit as getting people into a building. Here in America, we've got it so messed up is we think of get, you know reaching people and getting people into a building is what bearing fruit is. Man, if I invite somebody and they come here that that's bearing fruit. And there's a small portion of that, but bearing fruit is any type of good um, act, any type of act of righteousness. Any, it can be anything that you're doing to help somebody. It can be reaching people. It can be reaching the lost. It can be helping people around you. And that's one part of fruit is any type of act of righteousness. But the other type of fruit that I want to talk about that, what if Jesus is also saying in this to his disciples, hey, Yes, if you're not connected to the vine, you can't produce fruit, which is helping people and reaching people and getting the message out. But what if he's also saying this? Hey, if you if your branch is disconnected from the vine, then you're not going to be able to produce spiritual fruit. Wow. Listen, people are chasing love. They're chasing peace. They're chasing joy all over this world to try to find it. But Jesus has given us the secret to life, and he's saying, if you're not connected to me, 
You're not going to bear spiritual fruit. Therefore, you're not going to experience true love. You're not going to experience true joy. You're not going to experience true peace. You're not going to have kindness coming from out of you, goodness coming from you. You're not going to have self-control because you're disconnected from Jesus. Because the Bible just said, I just showed you that verse in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says that the Holy Spirit is the one that produces these fruits in you, in me, when we spend time with Jesus. So if the fruits of the Spirit are lacking in your life, it's probably because you've been lacking spending intimate time with Jesus. If you'll up your intimate time with Jesus, then all of a sudden you're going to begin to see more fruit, spiritual fruit, begin to bear on your branch. And so um, John 15 verse 11 actually says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Your joy may be complete by abiding in Jesus. Did you know that you can have joy in life and that your joy is made complete by abiding in Jesus? Like, that's where you get it. And Jesus is giving us the secret to life right before he goes to be crucified. And he's telling his disciples, you're going to be looking for joy. You're going to be looking for love. You're going to be looking for peace. You're going to be looking for self-control. You're going to be looking for all of these things. And I'm telling you, they're only found in me. The Bible says in Colossians that all the treasures are found in Jesus. And so if you're spending time with him, you're going to find all the secrets to life. Um, you can't reach others without spiritual fruit. You can't reach others without spiritual fruit because the spiritual fruit is what actually attracts other people to the message that you're trying to give out. Without love, it's impossible to reach people. Without joy and peace, it's impossible to reach people and to help people. But here's one of the things I want to, to kind of end with is this simply right here. Um, is tonight we're going to kind of end more with just a, you know, more peaceful moment. Is that many people, they try to gather fruit without being fruit. It's impossible to gather fruit in your life, to be fruitful without also having spiritual fruit in your life and being love and being joy and being peace to the people around you. And the only way to get that, y'all, is to spend intimate time with Jesus. So I'm, I'm just begging you this week, don't run out and try to grab the latest book or the look, look for the latest message. You're only going to find these things that you're looking for by going behind closed doors, shutting the door, and being intimate with your Creator. He's waiting on you. He loves you so much. You know what's also cool? Is that the Bible tells us that we're to bear fruit, not produce fruit. What's so cool is that God doesn't put the heavy burden on us of producing fruit. Jesus tells us that His burden are light. It's not heavy. His burdens are not heavy, but they're light. In, the Bible tells us that we're to bear fruit, not produce fruit. And there's a difference. Producing fruit is something that happens when you're trying to do it all on your own, when you're trying to make it happen and you're running around crazy 
stressed out, anxiety, fear, and you're just running 100 miles an hour trying to produce fruit. Let me give you a secret to life. When a branch is connected to a vine, it automatically bears fruit if it stays connected to the vine long enough. Man, I got tears in my eyes because there's so many of us out there that are tired, we're weary, we're spiritually wounded, and we're so tired of trying to produce fruit, going after and giving our all to another ministry. That's not what Jesus is asking for. He's not asking you to give your all to another ministry. He's asking you to stay connected to Him. And if you'll just stay connected to Jesus, you will bear fruit. Bear fruit just happens. It just shows up in your life one day because you stay connected to Jesus. Y'all, I'm telling you the secret of life is Jesus. The secret of life is being intimate with Him. No matter what level you are on in your walk with Jesus, you can always be more intimate with Him. So my question to you tonight is, are you building your own branch? Or are you building the vine, the Jesus' vine? Are you building your own branch? Or are you helping the vine of Jesus grow? So many of us get focused on building our own branch. When we begin to build our own branch, that's when we get so stressed out and we get so tired and weary and we get spiritually wounded because we're trying to produce fruit on our own because we're trying to build our own branch. Tonight, I want you to surrender your branch to Jesus. I want you to say, Jesus, I'm sorry for trying to build my own branch. Jesus, I want to help you grow your vine. It's not about our branch. It's about His vine. Is your, are your eyes focused on your branch? Or is your eyes focused on His vine? If you are connected to the vine and your eyes are on the vine of Jesus, fruit in your life will bear. It will just show up. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit will begin to well up on the inside of you. They'll begin to produce naturally in your life. And then you'll be able to bear the other kind of fruit, which is reaching people, loving people. And, and you know what? Answering the call that God has on your life to do what He's called you to do, to do the simple gospel of telling the message of Jesus to all those you run into. So tonight, I just want to simply remind you that the secret to life is spending time with Jesus. The Father of the universe, Jesus, the King of the universe, He not wanting anything else from you, but time with you. He's in love with you. He doesn't want you to grow a big ministry. He wants you to spend time with Him. He doesn't want you to produce fruit. He wants you to bear it by spending time with Him. It's not an obligation. You're not behind. There's no comparing your relationship with Jesus to mine or mine to someone else's or yours to someone else's. No, it's simply this. We get to wake up tomorrow 
and we have a fresh start every day. Jesus' mercies are new and fresh every morning and every day. And you know what? Tomorrow you can wake up and begin to spend quality time with Jesus, knowing you're not behind. You're not, there's no expectations in your time with Jesus. It's simply just however you want to be intimate with God. You can walk with Him. You can open your Bible. You can pray. You can worship. You can do all the above. But I want you to know that there is no expectations. There is no, oh man, if I don't check all these boxes, I'm behind and it's this huge mountain to climb. I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to take that weight off someone's shoulders tonight. He's, there is no expectations. It's simple. He just wants to have a conversation with you. So tonight, after this is over, maybe go into your room, close the door and have a conversation with Jesus. Tomorrow morning, wake up before you get started in the great Memorial Day. Have a conversation with Jesus. Just talk to him and you'll begin to see and sense that everything you've been looking for is found in Jesus.